Welcome to season three of Russia Fear Podcast, where we chat all things Halloween Horror Nights, Universal Orlando's premier scare event. Tonight for episode 21, we will sadly be closing up this haunt season with our overall reviews of Halloween Horror Nights 32 and sharing our host rankings. So now let the mayhem begin. What a rush of fear. Hello, everybody. I am Michelle, your host for tonight. And with me, the whole gang is here. I've got Maddie. Hi. And Kenneth. Hello. What's up? (laughs) I mean, this season, like, we all have different paths in our lives, but it seems like this (laughs) season is, like, super busy for all of us. So it's amazing that we found a random Wednesday night to be able to record. This Um, I think it's a miracle. This is the only spare insert final play time of episode here uh, <laughs> that I had all week. Yeah. Spare, what, like two hours probably we're going to be talking. Episode yeah. will be shorter, but. That's crazy. You know. crazy. <laughs> I yeah, love it. I, in my industry, wave season is supposed to be the beginning of the year. Like everybody's done with Christmas and they may have gotten money or they're getting their tax refunds and they want to go on trips, right? Like that's when most people are supposed to be wanting to book trips. No, because I'm a Halloween Horror Nights fanatic. That's what I book the most. So like mm. my busiest season is anything Halloween. So wow. anyway, we are sadly closing up our haunt season, but hopping into the holidays, which is always fun too. Yeah. But this is not a holidays podcast this is a halloween horror nights podcast so we're gonna keep the fear alive we're on not tonight's rush episode. Fear. <laughs> right <laughs> we're, we are keeping the fear alive guys so <laughs> um i'm so sad so you both were able to attend the last night of the event right yes yeah we were there together yeah. oh, so sad that was like the, the biggest time i ever had fomo ever <laughs> Was seeing you guys both there on that night, and I hear it was pretty dang slow too. Yeah, that last week, like post Halloween, and even Halloween, I think was decently slow. Um, but that the last four days, November first through fourth, were just dead, and it was so nice. Uh, that might be my new week to take off work and go to the event (laughs) screw the beginning let's go to the end (laughs) I mean honestly yeah so we I had a lot of people come visit me during the horror night season this year um, and most of them came to horror nights and uh, Lindsay's sister was one who came to visit my partner's uh, younger sister and you know she's like almost 21 loves haunts loves everything scary super into it has worked a bunch of smaller like local haunts up where they're from in the midwest came to horror nights on one of the busiest nights because we didn't really think about it we didn't get express pass she was so excited we were so excited we got through four houses and it was like she was like i can't do this anymore it was just so overwhelming and crazy and busy. So I think wow. next year, if we go into November, I'm going to say, like, Lindsay's already decided, you know, you're going to come the last four nights of the event and we're just going to do everything by ourselves, basically, because that's yeah. what happened. Like, we were alone inside houses. Uh, yeah. I have so a cool. feeling, 
I have a feeling next year will go to November 2nd because Halloween is Thursday next year. Yeah. So, so Thursday and then Friday the 1st, Saturday the 2nd would mm-hmm. be my guess. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm here for it. So cool. Yeah. So this was actually the most I've ever done Halloween Horror Nights in one season. Really? Um, yeah. Wow. We did. So that opening week I was there. And then I came back for that rush of that um, RIP on the 14th. Oh, yeah. And then I came back again for a week in October and did another two nights with my younger daughter. So yeah, that's the most I've ever done. And it was nice. I mean, t- you can't complain. Two RIPs in one <laughs> One season. No, sure. you can't. Yeah. Complain. yeah. <laughs> You're not yeah, allowed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not too shabby. It was great. I loved it. It was a really, really freaking awesome year, though. It was. Did you did you start to feel more of like that community aspect that we talked about in in one of our preseason episodes? Do you remember, Michelle, like me and Maddie were talking about, I think it was, we were talking about Stay and Scream and just like being there and and feeling like you, you are part of this little, uh, misfit community, you know, did you, did you start to feel like that, uh, that vibe, that feeling? Um, I could see, um, did I feel it myself? No. Did I see how others could? Yes. Okay. Um, Fair enough. I, I just wasn't ever in the right moment at the right time so like i think that we could have had that moment on opening night (laughs) (laughs) it started out really flipping awesome and Uh then (laughs) we got downpoured on um and opening night felt like four hours (laughs) opening night felt that way for 45 minutes and then it and then it was uh not fun after that (laughs) exactly yeah so i think i got a little taste of it um and then i i did try more stay and scream i tried it um with Goodness, we did it with my family, with my little one, because they wanted to do um, Stranger Things, and we didn't have Express Pass. So, but unfortunately, I didn't do Stay and Scream correctly. I didn't get in early enough before they had already started letting people in. So we still mm. waited like two hours for doing Stranger Things. Um, but I, I mean, it's a whole thing. This Stay and Scream thing. I need to do more research. <laughs> it definitely is like something that a lot of people have questions about um, as far as strategy goes. And I don't feel completely prepped on how to answer those questions accurately. That's we'll write fine. you a packet. Yeah. I, I mean, I think <laughs> I need one because literally a lot of people ask. So, um, but it's one of those things I think where you need to be like with the right people and at there at the right time so that you're not just wasting your time or you're not sweltering in the heat or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. That's one thing like with stay and scream, you really gotta, you gotta think about what you want to do, but also you have to be willing to take a risk. Cause like we, I, I will, to the day I die, I will say that the, um, Richter burger stay and scream is the best one. There is indoor seating. There is food that is just there for you. Coke freestyle machines, plenty of seats. It's fantastic. Sure, it doesn't always go to the best house, but it doesn't mean that you have to do the house. What I did often was just that stay and scream. And then once they started opening up gates, I kind of stood uh, closer to the gate heading to New York. So the second they dropped that rope, I just kind of boogied to New York and went right into Yeti or right into Dueling Dragons. 
Because okay. at that point, everyone has shuffled into the Stranger Things line. And sometimes right. you can even make your way all the way around and pop into, you know, Last of Us or Monsters, whatever's over there. So just because you're in a stay and scream doesn't mean that you have to go do that house, which is yeah. why Richter Burgers is the best. Yeah. And I mean, I would kind of almost, based on my this experience last year, I would almost say that it, it's probably not best if your if your goal is to do one of the two most popular houses, I don't think it's best to do that during stay and scream only because like, if you're not, not only do you need to be in stay and scream right ahead of all of the regular gate crowds, but you also need to be at the beginning of the stay and scream crowd so that you can go ahead and, because it's not anymore where you're just letting to the zone, to the, to the stay and scream area. And then it's like a free for all. Okay. We're lining up now. No, they let you start lining up like immediately. So there's yeah. already a line forming. And if you're not there early, then it kind of just defeated the purpose. Like it did for us with, um, with stranger things. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a tough balance. But however, if we had not needed to do Stranger Things and done that stand scream, we would have been able to hit like three houses. Yeah. Instead of that yeah. one. That yeah, that's the thing, is like you can you can still use stay and scream to maximize your time, even if it isn't using it for the longest line. Exactly. Because if you if you do, you know, eight of the houses in a matter of two hours, then you can spend all the time you want waiting in those last two lines. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. or hit them at the end of the night when the di- lines have died back down. But yeah, exactly. honestly, that's the best advice ever is just wait till the end. Commit to staying all night and then hit those big houses at the end of the night. Yeah. Yep. yep. Anyways, the event. So, well, no, I mean, that was all about the event, too, for yeah. sure. That was some, you know, definite learning experiences that I, that I have, which is interesting. I've been going to this event now for eight years and... I'm still learning, which is cool. So yeah, that's awesome. Fair. So what are some other highlights you guys had? I mean, we talked about the RIP. Obviously, that's going to be a highlight. That's going to be the highlight of anybody's trip yeah. ever. Yeah. Um, we had a but, very good RIP. Yeah. Do, any other highlights of the event that you guys want to chat about? Oh man, all of it. <sighs> it so yeah, good. that's tough. I think I think a a real well. Saying all of it is like accurate. And like, I think the way I would say the same thing is like, if it was one of those chill nights where like, I'm not trying to get everything done, you know, we're like a few weeks in and I'm like, I've seen everything and I'm just like hanging out and going where the, the night takes me. There was v- never anything that I was like, oh no, I don't want to do that. Like, the hard thing to right. choose was like, which thing that I love do yeah. I want to do now? You know? Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. If I, it was, if I choose to go do the show right now, I'm going to miss out on this. Or if I go to do this, I'm going to miss out on, yeah, it was like FOMO the whole night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, major highlight for me is, is David pumpkins. Uh, um, and all I the know. interactions that I had with him. Uh, and I do, I really, I do think he recognized me like, whenever he would see me by the end of the run, like he'd see me come up and be like, there's this guy. He loves me. You know, uh, <laughs> having, having him there. Like, I really hope that he's an annual, uh, staple. I hope that they find a way to bring him back because it's, 
I miss that lighthearted like respite from Horror Nights that yeah. Bill and Ted used to be. And I feel like the Peacock Bar with David Pumpkins was kind of that uh, this year. Yeah, that's very fair. I, of course, there's, you know, people on on the HHN groups on Facebook, you know, reviewing the year and saying the things that they loved and the things they wish they could see next year. And one of the biggest, uh, the biggest things that I'm seeing is the addition of more shows. You know, we have mm. Nightmare Fuel, which is great. It's awesome. Um, but that's exactly what people are saying. Like, people miss that lighthearted, you know, happy-go-lucky kind of, like, funny, but also still Horror Nights vibe that, yeah, yeah. just like you said, Bill and Ted. And obviously, you know, who knows where we can put another show inside Universal. Like, yeah, we have the horror makeup show, like, area. Yeah, we have the Jason Bourne, but, like, Animal is it actors. possible? Right. Who's to say? But outside of that, I think that is overall something that not just you, Kenneth, are missing. It is something that is definitely missing from the event. And as someone who never got to experience Bill and Ted, but got to experience David Pumpkins this year, it's now something that I want because I never had it kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's such a yeah, it's 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 the yin and the yang, you know? Like it's this whole horror event. It's like, okay, here's a little a little laugh. You know, yeah. like it, it helps balance the overall yeah. e- event experience. And also talking about balance with how popular, I mean, out of all three years that we've had Nightmare Fuel, this was the most popular I think it has been every single night. I I knew those show times for Nightmare Fuel because that is exactly when I was not going to the back of the park because <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't the dump of the show that scared me like what normally happens it was the people rushing and waiting and trying to get seats in the show because it filled up once they opened those gates halfway through the event it would fill up within seconds and they'd have to like have security out there basically telling people hey the show is full please go somewhere else the show is full here's our next show time la 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 so i think the also the addition of a second show or just something that is a people eater outside of houses is starting to become more necessary once again i agree if they're going to continue selling this many tickets nightly they need some people eater stuff, something. They need something for yeah. sure. We need, for show, for well, show. I don't know, Maddie, if you've been in the park like recently or like since uh, Horror Nights closed, but Mm-mm. they are hard at work this week uh, at installing, I think they're reinstalling the lagoon fountains is what it looks Ooh. like to me. Ooh. Um, so yeah, hopefully we I get a lagoon that. show back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Missing the Lagoon Show was was big this year. Uh, yeah. Because even if you weren't watching the Lagoon Show, it's still like just like seeing it going on in the in the distance was always like it just you know again it it, it adds something it's part of the into ambience. the air exactly. Yeah. Um, so a Lagoon Show would be awesome to get back, and I'm sure that we will. Um, and I would love to see, yeah, like a second stage show put up in Animal Actors would probably, I think that would be my choice. That's where I saw um, some shows in the past uh, yeah. in my early years of going to Horror Nights. It was always Fear, or yeah, Fear Factor. It was always Fear Factor and Animal Actors or uh, when they did Rocky Horror Picture, it was in the Beetlejuice stage. So like they they have yeah. done that in the past and I would love to see uh, something else come 
to one of the other stages in the park. Um, and I think it would have to be an outdoor stadium because uh, unfortunately the two indoor stadiums that or the two indoor show areas we have the, th- well, I guess horror makeup has kind of the theming that you would want, but like Jason Bourne, they're, you'd have to like bring them in through a side entrance to not have everyone going through, you know, the, yeah. the, the Jason Bourne. Yeah. And queue. I, and I don't think they could mess with all the technology and stuff no, that they've got yeah. built into that stage. Probably but yeah. I mean, I will say it, I've said it a million times and I'll keep saying it until it happens. I want a horror makeup Halloween Horror Nights version. Yeah. That would be like, so fun. I, it's just, it's, it's just meant to be part of that event and I just, I need it to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What were other big highlights? I think the food, we, we talked about it with our friends over at um, Talk With Your Mouthful, but the food this year was so good. It was. Yeah, I it really was. I loved it. And I finally got my ravioli can, and I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> we ran. We walked into the park. We saw one person with it in their hand. Then I looked at Lindsay, and I said, we're going. And we ran. <laughs> <laughs> and they were so good. <laughs> That's funny. Delicious. Um, yeah, the food was good this year. Mm-hmm. Did you have a so a favorite item, Michelle? I know we all talked about it, but you weren't there to talk with us about the food. Um, did you have a, a favorite food? I think my favorite was the um, oh, what was the name of it? It was that coconut ball thing, uh, <gasps> the bloody snowball. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, I got one and I was waiting for my daughter and her friend to go get something from another booth. And I'm standing there and I'm like, okay, I'm going to get this. We're all going to share it. Okay, guys. And by the time they all met back up with me, it was gone. (laughs) I was like, nope, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) not sharing it. (laughs) It was so good. So yummy. I didn't try that because I I hate coconut more than any other food item. Well, then Um, you wouldn't like it. But yeah, yeah, coconut flakes, especially. I like real coconut, but not the flakes. I love coconut. It was so good. It was yummy. You know, one of my highlights, my Mm. highlights for this was, um, oh, are we done talking about food? I'm sorry. Oh, no, that was it. I've got a little bit of a lag. Um, I love the Megan Horde. Ooh, yes. Like, that was such an interesting addition. Another one of those things that they didn't have to do at all. And I, I loved it. It was so perfect it was perfect because there was no schedule like there was therefore crowds couldn't like form way in advance it wasn't something that you needed to plan in your night uh, you the felt, people figured it out yeah they figured it <laughs> well, out when i was fast. there when i was there <laughs> nobody had figured it out um, okay <laughs> and so it was so cool how like just randomly it would just pop up and they would start and then there you're there and you're watching these People, it was so cool. I loved it. It was really cool. Um, and that reminds me, I don't remember if I talked about it on the show, but at a certain point early in the run when, you know, I'd seen all the houses, I found David Pumpkins, we saw the Megan Horde, I saw the Death Eaters, and that whole thing was another highlight for me. Death Eaters, I was very surprised of how how much that actually did to change um, Diagon Alley. Uh, that was crazy. But this year, Horror Nights 
adding, you know, they didn't have shows. And I think maybe they did all this stuff because of the lack of a Lagoon show. But if we could keep this level of like miscellaneous stuff. Yeah. And also add back in the Lagoon show, like just being at Horror Nights and like, here's a Megan horde. Oh, look, here's the death eaters. And here's David pumpkins. And where there's scare zones and there's houses. Like it just felt like there had never been such a variety mm-hmm. of things to see and do. Um, and even though it's all still entertainment, you know, like performers doing various things, it just added. So like uh, texture to the event. Yes. That it, it had never mm-hmm. had before. Um, in my experience, at least, uh, you know, since 2005, um, Horror Nights had never felt like it had that, uh, that level of variety of offerings. It and was it was really cool. all somehow still cohesive. Like I don't yeah, know it how all to made explain sense. it, but it all made sense. And like I I loved the through line of all of the scare zones with Oddfellow. And yeah. that made that feel very, very cohesive and fun. Um, and it just this this year's event more than any of the ones and I, I think I said this last year as well, with like everything being very, you know, set Halloween because it was the 31st year, even more so than last year, this year felt like the full package. Like we're yeah. finally getting our footing back post COVID. We're finally, I, I think that this year is how I would have felt if I was able to go in like 25 or HHN 16 or one of those years where it was like, you know, the big stuff and everything is cohesive and everything is exciting. And to me this year kind of felt like that in a way that 30 didn't, if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. 30, I think 30 was disjointed in my head simply because of uh, our our COVID procedures that were in place for a very specific reason and they were necessary. But this year with the, I mean, we, we had an icon year and it, it was an icon that we'd heard about briefly in someone's backstory, but not one that we'd ever gotten full view of yet. So like they, they were like, Oh, Oh, you love the icons. That's great. Here's a new one that you already knew about, but never had physically seen before. And here's his entire backstory and how he, (laughs) he basically was the, the, the start of Horror Nights with the whole Jack storyline. So like, it it was so cool. It was so cool to like get a new icon and feel like it was one of the, the teen years, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was very neat. I like. It was it. just a great. It was just a great year. the The Death Eaters edition was super unexpected. We didn't think we would ever have that, but we did, and it was mm-hmm. great. Um, I, we we had it on our list to discuss lowlights of the of the event. I, I don't really think there were any, to be honest with you. So I just took it off of our list of things to talk about. <laughs> um, we'll have a future, you know, future of HHN dream episode. I'm sure at some point of looking forward. Um, but I'll now, say something. I'll say know, something. You have something. And it's, it's not. It's not a low light, but it is something I think would have made the event even better. Um, so, and, and I was thinking about all the years that I've been to and, you know, 
evaluating my claim of like, I've never felt this much variety of things to see and do. Um, and one year came to mind of like, you know what, maybe that year competes with it. And it was the year that they did Cirque du Freak as a scare zone in Central Park. And they had actual freak show performers doing mm. small, like, you know, little performances on a small stage in Central Park or like in that animal actors courtyard between Central Park and, and you know, that like three-way, mm-hmm. you know, cross section. Um have you ever seen that guy who's like tattooed like a lizard and he has a, a, t- a forked tongue? Yeah. That guy, I saw him at Horror Nights. He, I saw him do a show in the street. Um, and it was really cool. And I think that with Oddfellow's uh, whole carnival, uh, you know, theme, I think the one thing they could have done that would have made this event go from like a 9.9 to a 10 would have been having some sort of actual, uh, you know, freak show performances or, you know, some sort of shock magic or something like that happening in maybe on the odd fellow little stage cart or, or something, you know, I think that would have, uh, done a lot to add to the atmosphere. Um, But you know, it's, it's not something I missed in the moment, but now thinking about it, like, man, what a cool thing that I've seen them do before. That, right. But it was all themed to one scare zone, and it didn't really tie into the event overall as much. And this time it would have. Which is funny that you mentioned that because, and this is going to, this is a great segue into our scare zone rankings. Because I 100% in our hype list when we were, you know, thinking about the event and what all these different scare zones were going to be like, I really thought that's what Dr. Oddfellow's collection of horror was going to be in that scare zone was kind yeah. of like a freak show setup. So I, I, I agree with you. I do feel like they've missed the mark with that scare zone. Um, totally could have done that. They just needed to bring back Julie Zimmerman. Cause she knew she knows all the freak shows in the area. Apparently <laughs> 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 for years, they did nothing but freak shows and scare zones. Yeah, they did. Um, I'm trying to see when Cirque du Freak was, what year that was. But anyway, go on. Yeah. So speaking of that, so let's start our scare scare zone rankings. And we're going to start right there in the front with Dr. Oddfellow's collection of horror. So I've told you my thoughts on it. Um, What did, what did you guys think of this one? Um, it was, it was underwhelming. Yeah. I'll say. Also, we should say that uh, the way we're going to do this episode is we're not we're going to just talk about each of the things overall. Like we'll all talk about it and then say where it lands um, instead of saying like my number. We all say our number 10 and talk about it. And then we all say our number right. nine and talk about it Yeah, because um, right. that just and so, uh, we, everybody ends up talking about everything three times if, when we do that. So <laughs> exactly. um, yeah, <laughs> instead, we will all talk about everything once and say what number it is. Yep. True. Yeah. So this one was actually my number five. This um, was for also that same my reason. number. Mm, yes, me too. Oh. oh. Landslide. It was my, <laughs> on my original ranking, my hype list, it was number five, but it bumped up to number four. Um, I did like it. I liked, you know, I love seeing all the different things that we're going to see in all the scare zones. I do think that's cool. And I liked how when they brought in 
uh, scare spares to the to this scare zone. They always put them in different costumes. So like you always had your one or two that were the same. Um, you know the the little planty guy. He looked like Seymour from Little Shop of Horrors, but he's obviously from Jungle of Doom. He was always there. There was always like at least one or two vampires, whatever the stilts and everything. But there were always just a couple that were in different costumes every night, and I found that cool. And I did love, uh, like Kenneth was talking about, um, Odd Fellow wandering, but also going up on his little cart every so often. He always had really nice things to say. It was always funny to see the tweets <laughs> about um, Odd Fellow, like reading them for filth on their their zodiac signs. Um, and I saw one in person too, and I was like, oh. It is exactly how they say it is on Twitter. Goodness gracious. Like, rough yeah, times. he's rough. He's um, rough. <laughs> and I liked the section it was in. It still kept that main thoroughfare going, you know, from the park entrance directly straight through Minions. That was clear. And I, as someone who, as I've gotten older, does worse in crowds than I did when I was younger, um, I enjoyed having just a, a clear entrance. And if I wanted to pull off to the right to see his scare zone, I could, but I wasn't forced. Like we weren't forced to go directly into a bottleneck scare zone. Um, and I think that was really nice. And see, it, it kind of did the opposite for me because when I go to Halloween Horror Nights, I do want to feel forced. Like I want to feel like I have to go through it you know, and that I can't get away from the scares. I want to be overwhelmed by scares. I don't necessarily want a bottleneck. And I did like that there wasn't necessarily a bottleneck there in the entrance. However, it did not have that same like mm, feeling when you first walk in. Does that make yeah. sense? Like you're not hit with the chainsaws and you're not hit with all of the loud noises and the it, it almost that scare zone felt a little like, oh, I was just in a scare zone. Like, yeah, I and I did have people who responded that way to it of like, you know, we'd get around the park and I think it was with my sister. She was like, there's only four scare zones this year. And I was like, no, there's yeah. five. There's the one at the entrance. She was like, I didn't even notice that something was there. Um, exactly. Like, it didn't feel like a zone. It just felt like Dr. Oddfellow was there and that was it. Um, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Um I like the I, I like having the zone a little bit off to the side, but I think like the stage cart where it was or the stage coach, whatever that thing was, um, it right there in front of the universe store, I think was perfect. I loved that being there, but I think that they put too much of the zone right there in the street in front of the Today Cafe. I think I would have put a few, maybe put, keep those same characters there, but add more kind of between the like, the sweet shop and the photo store. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Like put more people right there so that, cause they had the stilt walkers in the intersection, but they, it didn't, they didn't like lead your eye to the rest of the zone. Right. Or like it was kind of just like, Oh look, here's a stilt walker. It didn't, it yes. still didn't feel like a scare zone. Exactly. So I think, I think I would have put more people on that main stretch um, and then keep everything that was there as well. But uh, kind of spread it further um, to the front. Well, and moved the Halloween Horror Nights, like whatever that's called, the, not scaffolding, but the... 
Give me the word. It's like kind the of, thing. it's like an overhead. Yeah. Move it forward <laughs> more. Cause it was like, here's the scare zone. Here's, um, Dr. Oddfellow. And then down there is where the, like the big entrance is. And it just, I don't know. It, something was off. Like it just felt like the big entrance should have been where Oddfellow was. And I should have been bombarded by scare actors when I walked through that sign. Yeah. And I'm sure that it'll get better every year um, with having to, you know, move the scare zone out of in between those two rides that where it always was. I, I have a feeling that we'll never, we will never see a scare zone there again. I don't think. Probably not. But, um, you know, this is the first time they tried this new way. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that they took a lot of notes once they saw yeah. it open up with guests walking through. Um and uh, we'll 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 see it even better next year. I I think. Yep. So Kenneth and I had this at number five, and Maddie, you said number four. Yeah, number four. Okay. And right. I my on my hype list, it was number two, so it definitely got knocked down. Ooh. On my hype, I had it at three. Nice. Nice. My nice. hype and my final ranking of scare zones changed very little. Like, th- I think everything in relation to each other is the same other than this one. That's fair. I think mine changed a lot. So up next, right next to Oddfellows, we run into Dark Zodiac. Ah, my yes. favorite. <laughs> mine too. <laughs> oh, really? Number one for yeah. both of you? Number yep. one. Wow. This jumped okay. for me from number two to number one. I I was already excited about this scare zone, and I I had ideas of maybe what they were going to do, but honestly, like it was more than I expected, and in such a different way. I think the way that they portrayed each one of the the zodiac signs was so cool and interesting and each one of the zodiac signs definitely took on their own personality which i Mm -hmm. think is so much fun i love the stages i love the chainsaws being in this zone i love the outfits that the chainsaws had with those like studded masks and the little like zodiac minions running around like the nondescript zone i just hit the microphone that's so i'm so sorry earphone users um <laughs> Got punched so, in the ear. I know. I'm just so excited <laughs> about zodiacs. <laughs> but I just think that this zone was so incredible, and I loved the, I loved the personality that the entire zone took on, and I loved, especially in the beginning when I was still trying to figure out what each one of the the zodiac symbols looked like, so I could like look out for their little like lit up thing. I was like, oh, like, where's mine? Where's Lindsay's? Where's Kenneth's? Like, oh, there's that one. That's so exciting. Like, oh, that one is up on the stage today. That never happens. Like, it was just so cool. I loved it. It was so good. This was number five on my hype list, and now it's number one. It did end up number one. Yeah. Um, I just loved it. I feel like the characters themselves were just on fire. Every time I went through the scare zone, these actors in particular were, like, doing it. They yeah. were going full force. They were having fun with it. They were the ones that were like chasing the chasing the guests and really trying hard to scare them and like being really creative with their scares. Um, the costumes were incredible. Yeah, like it was a it was a good zone, and I have I have lots of good memories in this zone, especially when I went through with Krista and her friend. 
um, these actors just went after them, like <laughs> had them yeah. r- running and screaming and not, and they like would not let up and it was the best. I just, yeah, I love it. I think they did a great, great job. Their cast change was so incredible. Specifically their cast change with the chainsaws and the stilt walkers, how they like made that formation and went down Hollywood Boulevard and then turned towards like the parade gate and then would come back out through that. It it was, it, once again, it felt like the thing that I never got to see before, which is the, the, the chainsaw drill team it gave off chainsaw drill team vibes. And that was so cool because in my years going since 27, we haven't had that. We've just had little chainsaw hordes, but not the actual like roaming drill team. So that was really, really cool to see. Um, And I normally gripe about lighting in scare zones and this scare zone was very dark, but it worked for the costumes and it worked for the little lit up symbols and everything. And it also worked because they were projecting down onto the floor, that same kind of uh, circle symbol that was everywhere throughout the event this year. It was in the front zone. It was outside in front of the arches. Like I loved that. I love, 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 loved it. Kenneth, where did you have this one? Uh, this landed at number three in my rankings. Okay. Um, I liked this zone a lot. I thought the scare, the the chainsaw costumes are like one of my favorite costumes I've ever seen at Horror Nights. They just looked mm-hmm. so cool. Um, I loved all the costumes. Uh, yeah, like I don't have anything bad to say about this zone. I, there were just two zones I liked better. Um, and I feel like that goes for all of them. Uh, one, like f- one through four. I liked all of them, um, and each one was just, like, incrementally more above the other one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I had a lot of fun in this zone. Um, I, I was a little disappointed with the Libra costume because it didn't, it didn't look Libra to me. Like, the only way to know was the symbol on the, on the chest. Um, and otherwise, I was like, how is that Libra? What is it? <laughs> um, which is my sign. So I was look, I was on the lookout for it. And I was like, who has scales? I don't see scales anywhere. Um, <laughs> and they didn't. <laughs> uh, and they didn't have them. But yeah, uh, I liked this zone. I liked this zone a lot. And um, yeah, I, I just it. don't have a lot to. I don't have a lot to say about it. I, I I had fun. This was. I will say there there were like two people watching zones where you just like go and hang yes. out and this was one of them for sure yeah. oh yeah yeah 100%. if i if i was like there you know don't let don't tell horror nights that i went alone sometimes but if i was there alone and i was like i don't feel like waiting in a line i don't feel like going and like waiting for the show i'm just gonna find a bench to sit on i was in dark zodiac or my number one zone yeah sweet absolutely all right, let's keep moving around. So up next, we come through the jungle with Jungle ah, of Doom. Jungle of Doom. Oh, yeah. This one was so cute. Another zone that's definitely <laughs> cute. Aww. It was. I love <laughs> The two stilt walkers in this zone, oh, my gosh, they were adorable. The one, like, little, like, praying I'm not sure that's what one. they were going for when they yeah. made this I know, zone. but when you make it look like a cute little bird that flaps its wings. I oh, know. Stop it. It's Halloween so Halloween adorable nights. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So I love the still the costumes in this zone. Once again, were absolutely fantastic, and this yeah. is another zone that took on a personality of its own. I would say three out of the five zones this year, like you could tell that the cast was just loving what they did. They were loving each other. Like they were a family. They had cute little gimmicks that they would do. And it was just so nice to see. And this zone also surprisingly had like really great scares. Not, Not only like the trigger, like little kind of, nature made cage things that had the actual physical triggers but like spooky bush shout out to spooky bush um you were fantastic uh the like long dreaded haired girls that would walk around with that little the little shaker shaker yeah so good they look like the predator yeah everything in this zone was fantastic and this zone normally is hard for me because of how how tight it is but I loved it this year. It this was I, I can't tell you. I think just about every time I walked through this zone, which was several times a night because of its location, um, every single time I would end up having to stop at some point because the fog was so dense Dude, that I literally yeah. couldn't see. In. Yeah. yeah, like I couldn't see in front of my face, like my hand in front of my face. I literally had to stop because I was afraid I was going to knock over a stilt walker. So yeah. um, it was great. I had this ranked at number two. Uh, this is, this is number three, but it's really 1.3. <laughs> mm, yeah. This is my number two. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I love the jungle aesthetic, the jungle vibe, the Indiana Jones vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, having, uh, that Oddfellow performer, the young Oddfellow finding that, that crystal skull was so cool. Yeah. That show um, element was so amazing. Yeah, I think the only disappointment of this zone to me was the the plane crash looked so cool in the day when you saw it going up. And then when you're in the zone, it's so dark and foggy that you never even saw it. Like, I like I would go through there and be like, where did that plane go? Oh, there it is. Like, <laughs> right? I don't yep. even see it. That's true. Um, uh, but like, yeah, this is a, this was a, a fun, good time. I like the music in this zone, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was great. I was it was I always loved, but again, like uh, the Central Park Zone is is tricky because you like you can't hang out there. There's just nowhere to stand, so yeah, uh, you, you kind of just have to walk laps if you want to see it a lot. <laughs> we, but uh, I like I, it. Yeah, Lindsay and I would like purposely go through this zone because you know we'd we'd be like, oh, we should go, you know, do like Odd Fellows, or we should go do this on the the San Francisco side of the park, and I'd be like, do you want to walk through Jungle of Doom to get there? <laughs> So instead of taking like the short way to get someplace, we'd be like, let's take the cool way to get someplace. <laughs> sounds, sounds so romantic the way he said it. Want to get through Jungle of Doom together? Yeah. yeah wow. Like, hold hands and Jungle if, of yeah. Doom. <laughs> New t-shirt idea. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. It was a good one. I enjoyed it for sure. Heck yeah. Um, um, yeah. Uh, I don't remember what I was going to say. I like this. Oh, I remember I I liked sitting at the uh, walking tacos, um, not eating while sitting. Uh, Don't of course you can only eat the taco while walking and it's the only taco that you can be eaten while walking. Shout Um, out to the walking taco. Oh, so yes. Um, I can't wait for the running taco to eventually be, (laughs) you know, be introduced (laughs) to the world. Um, but I liked sitting there and hearing that show moment over and over again. And every time 
hearing Dr. Oddfellow's laugh, I was just imagining him laughing that way in other scenarios where you laugh. So like if you're tickling him and he's like, (laughs) 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 Um, tickling him with a feather and that's how he laughs. Uh, I I was just sitting there just like uh, picturing all the weird different ways that he's laughing like that. And that's how I amuse myself. (laughs) Silly. Silly, silly, silly. Oh, Kenneth. (laughs) All right. So going all the way around to the other side of the park around for going around in a circle, um, we will next come across San Francisco, which there we have shipyard 32. Horrors unhinged. Sure did. This was my number four. This was my number five. Shipyard. Yeah. So this one, I... I liked it, but I didn't really have any memorable moments in that one. I kept wanting to have memorable moments. I kept, like, I would purposely try to go slow to have interactions with the scare actors or see other people get scared from them. And I just, like, it never happened for some reason. However, I did love Batricia. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Batricia. She is the goat. Patricia was great. The last night of the run, um, bef- the before Maddie got there, and I was wandering around uh, trying not to do too much before Maddie got there, so we could do it <laughs> together. Um, and I walked through that zone, and I I had a sense. Patricia just like I was like I feel like she knows who I am, but I don't know who she is. So if Patricia is listening, and you were like trying to say hi to me, hi, I don't know you (laughs) (laughs) at least i don't know that i know who you are exactly yeah um but yeah patricia was awesome i i will say this was my number five hyped zone i thought i was not gonna like anything about it and i liked it way more than i thought i would like i actually had some pretty decent fun walking through this zone or like pulling over to the side and watching it for a while. I feel like the performers in this zone were really going at it hard, trying hard. And I think it might be because of the reason that it landed at number four is just, it, it felt very hodgepodge. It felt very un like not thought out of just like put a bunch of boxes and monsters and call it a day. It, it felt kind of hollow screamish to me. Did it um, perhaps feel <laughs> a bit unhinged Kenneth? Oh, Uh, yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) So I lied. I actually had, so on my hype list, it was number four. On my final list, it was number three. And that was all because of Batricia, because she was awesome. Okay. (laughs) This was on my hype. This was three and it was number five on my, uh, my ending ranking. I, I loved Batricia. I love the twisted lady. I thought the stilts were so cool looking. I loved the two scare actors that were in the cage, the one fairy and the um, Nosferatus. And I also loved the female version of Nosferatus that was kind of over back in the the second cast by the truck. Um, And I did love seeing uh, costumes from previous years. I always love when they do that. Um, Yeah gave me very much the Hollywood Boulevard scare zone and HHN 30 vibes where they like brought back all the, the old costumes. Um, and I, 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 I had unfortunate times walking through it 
where we would like try to slow down or stop or pull off to the side to like look and kind of watch like one does. And we never pulled off into an area that had props that were needed or any electric, like electrical boxes or exit areas for scare actors. But unfortunately, every single time Lindsay and I stopped in this scare zone, we somehow got like yelled at and like shooed out or told to like, don't stop, keep walking. And so it just, it really like took down the vibe. And I don't know if I just have like a sign on my forehead that says like, don't let this person stop in this scare zone. But it was every single time I walked through. I am apparently. I just wanted to watch (laughs) the scare actors. Like That's weird. I'm not a creepy stalker person. And it was even times where I didn't have my camera because I only brought my camera twice this year. Um, I don't know that I have ever been told to keep moving in a scare zone. Yeah. And I can – like I have people to attest. Lindsay can attest. Lindsay's sister can attest. My little sister can attest. And there were also multiple people on Twitter that I saw that had similar experiences. So I don't know if it was just like high traffic times of the night that we were deciding to do this, even though it didn't feel like it. But yeah, it was, it was weird. And I wanted to stop and like observe so badly because I did really enjoy the, the like, craziness of the scare zone with like all the different types of scare actors but I just I couldn't yeah I couldn't so you know I was like that's why we a lot of the times took the jungle of doom path even though it was like out of the way because I enjoyed that scare zone more um than this one unfortunately but yeah it's okay we can't always be winners right all right. Well, last scare zone we have is Vamp 69. And uh, one of you has it at number one and one of you has it at number two. I'm trying to uh-huh. think of which one has you has it at number one. Well, I already said my number one. Oh, that's right. Never mind. Kenneth <laughs> has it at number one. <laughs> that is right. Yeah. So and is, is that Kenneth. any surprise? No. Is that any surprise to anyone? <laughs> It's my I, I didn't ancestors think... or my descendants. I know, but Kenneth, it's not as good. Like it what? wasn't as good as the ones before. Oh, it was so good. It was better than 85. It was 100 It was better than, better than 85, 85, but it wasn't better than the first one. I don't that know. That doesn't mean it's not the my favorite one this year. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I think it I I know that I didn't see Vamp 55, but I think that this scare zone and the scare actors in it gave it that storyline that I hear so much about from Vamp 55. Like everybody yes. had their own little things that they did. You know, they all the, the cast change was and it sometimes was the cast change, but it was also sometimes just in the one the one uh, scare actor set that started in the beginning of the day, but they made up like a dance routine for sweet Caroline. And I thought that was so cool. Like this was another scare zone that really it, they, the scare actors gave it a personality and everybody latched onto it. It was so great. Yeah. This zone to me felt it had, and I don't want to sound conceited, like I'm tooting my own horn, like I'm so congratulating myself too much for for being in the original one. But that original zone had something in it that people really, really responded to. And 85, to me, felt like it was trying to... to uh, 
manufacture something that happened organically with 55. Like they did too much. They did too much planning uh, because like straight up our show direction for Van 55 was very, very, very bare bones. They were just like, you're a football player and you're a vampire. Go, go, you know, out there and do whatever. <laughs> like we were like, no one was given storylines other than like the, the greasers and the homecoming court were like the only ones. So everything else that happened in that zone was just the performers doing their whatever they wanted and then show direction coming in and being like yeah sure great we love it keep going just do what you're doing people like it and uh yeah good job um so this zone to me felt like that again um i it felt like okay it's 60s it's this this like summer of love music festival uh environment and we've got hippie characters and we're not gonna tell them what to do or who they are. Yeah. It's just go out there and figure it out and come up with your own stuff. And there weren't elaborate show elements. There weren't, uh, you know, all these other characters or celebrity lookalikes or camera news crew or like, and all that stuff was fun, but it just felt like it, it, it got, a, it kind of missed the point of, of what the original zone was. Um, and this one felt more like a true, a true s- a sequel to a, a more accurate sequel to the original Vamp Zone to me. And I felt at home there. And every single time I was in that zone, I just wanted to tell any vamp that tried to scare me, like I, I was a vamp fourteen years ago, you know, <laughs> in 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 their timeline, you know. Um, and I never did, so I don't. They probably none of them ever knew that I was. I was. I was them. I was one of them. That's. Funny. I was their great. Wait, no, not great grandfather because it's only fourteen years. But like, I'm. I'm. I was friends with your dad. You know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we were friends in high school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this one actually don't kill me, but this one hit number four for me, and <gasps> that is because of the things that you just said which are like, it didn't need a show. Like it didn't need all the script. I missed that. Like I, I feel like they missed an opportunity to play out the actual show that they did in the discover universal podcast. Like they, they scripted this entire show on one of their episodes, right? Like with act voice actors and everything. And then that never happened in the actual zone. Like they could have done that. They could have like lights out, you know, lights dimmed, you know, actually had somebody up there singing a real show, lights dim, everything goes like smoky. And then the vamps like hoard out of, you know, out of the back all like they could have done that. And I was halfway expecting that. And it didn't ever feel like that. It felt like I more than anything else saw victims. I didn't see like, like actual like vampires coming out of the blue and wreaking havoc it just felt like victims were everywhere going ah, ah. well i think that the <laughs> i think that the podcast episode was supposed to be like the the before and then we were walking through like the aftermath you know like right after no, Odd I, Fellow I had done that. everything but, but they had that giant stage up there they could have they could have done that and it would have yeah. been flipping awesome 
in 55, get me, don't get, correct me if I'm wrong, Kenneth, but they actually did a little show up there. Not that elaborate, but they did a show. Like there were dancers and things. Would, yeah. Like up on the, the stage. The greaser would bite one of the homecoming court. Yeah. And so there was um, a, there was a section where like when that would start, a little crowd would gather around the, the stage and it was like a show was happening. I, think I missed that, that. I think that is the issue though. Like the, the crowd. So as much as I hate to say it and I do, I have noticed this like with my job at a theme park as well. Um, crowds have changed the 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 way that crowds are nowadays have drastically changed since covid and you can see that i think very much so at horror nights where crowds go and how crowds move and how crowds act and i think that those small show elements you know back in uh that was hhn 25 for the Which, 55, right? 26. 26. Crowds were so different then, you know? Nowadays, they have to keep the Megan Horde showtimes a secret because people will camp out. They have to have security in front of Nightmare Fuel because it's become too popular. And I think that's another reason, along with the fact that we now have minions going down both sides of that um, Legacy of the Stars, whatever they call it, Avenue. Um, we have to shift and kind of start not taking away show elements, but making them more almost randomized and uh, not secretive, but just like little surprises. Because if we start to have these big show elements once again, like we did in 55, like we did in uh, 28, like I remember by the end, Vamp 85 was packed all the time because people would just stand there and wait for that show element to happen, uh, for the dancing to happen, for the ball to drop, things like that. So I think they started to have to like move where the crowds were because of it, which sucks because we don't want to lose things based on crowds. And like, you know, they could just fix that by not selling tickets, but we, it is a, it's a theme park. It's a theme park that wants to make money. So <laughs> I see it. I see it as like, just another little like people eater though. Like, it, so in 55, it, it was never long enough to like keep a crowd there for a super long time. It was, it was, how long did that last Kenneth? Maybe like a minute, a minute and a half. Not even. Yeah. So it was, it was like, like, it was, it was fast like enough. 20 seconds. Yeah, it was it was super fast. So it wasn't like we had people camping out. It wasn't like on a schedule that anybody knew about. It just would like happen. And if you're there, amazing. And it was cool to see. And I don't know. I yeah. just felt like there was a big stage and nothing ever happened up there. Yeah, I just I I'm thinking about it from like a, a safety and crowd standpoint where like where they put that stage, where they have that space, look at what's right by it. The entrance to the most popular house, two other houses, and the tribute store. along And with the mummy the, ride. And the mummy ride, and Finnegan's. So it's like multiple food stands. Unfortunately, we're going to start to move away from set show elements, I think, and start to move into things like the Megan Horde and, you know, where they... It's a, at Disney, we call it a surprise and delight when like characters randomly <laughs> pop up places that they're not scheduled to be at. Um, I don't know if I'm like supposed to like share that information. I don't surprise think and delight me. I think it's on the, the stage internet. next time. I love that. Yeah. But like <laughs> the Megans were a surprise and delight. and delight because you never kind of knew where, I mean, people started to figure out where they popped up, but like 
I well, the the few times that the Megans would be by the Chucky food booth and I would have to like walk through that area. I'm gonna I'm gonna curse. That was a fucking nightmare. It was a yeah. nightmare that I our park is not set up for things like that nowadays. Maybe it could have been years ago when crowds were not this high and people didn't clamor to, you know, get a picture with the the Megans at the end, but like our our park is not set up for things like that. We don't have well, the space. And I think that that is probably the gist of it right there with this zone for me is that I felt like there was no surprise and delight, like maybe some delight. Cause the music, the, the score was, there was some fabulous. Delight. The music was great. <laughs> I was very um, but like the, so they had all these little like places set up where there was a stationed actor or two doing their thing. And no matter how many times I walked through there, which was a lot again, because of its location, um, it was like the same it, every time it was the same. There was no like, surprise element ever um in zodiac for instance yeah they had some set elements but those actors like really played around and there were people with chainsaws that were like going after us and they so i don't know if it was an actor thing i don't know if it was a instructional thing or i don't know what it was but it was the same thing every time i walked through it there was no surprises ever and there were just a bunch of victims running around going help me so i i just was like I'm not surprised here. Like I'm not, I'm not getting any kind of scare whatsoever from this zone. To so. each their own. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. It was fun. It was a good time. It was fun. I will but say I'm ready though, for the them play... to retire the vamp. Never. Oh, no. Never retire the vamp. <laughs> vamp Y2K. <sighs> oh my God. I would love that so much. Oh my God. Why <laughs> 2K? They're just all, they're all bopping around with like razor phones, like, like yeah. snapping it shut. <laughs> oh my oh, God. Oh wow. <laughs> That's Walking hilarious. By. I thought we were wearing skirts to school today and then you showed up in jeans. I can't believe you, Stacy. Snap. <laughs> <laughs> Tucks it in That's the waistband hilarious. of the the Victoria's Secret pink yoga pants with that giant floral waistband. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyways. I love this. All right, guys. So I think we're going to have to save our house rankings for our next episode because we've already hit that hour mark and we don't want to keep you guys posted listening to us for, you know, 10 hours straight. Although I'm sure you would. I'm sure you would because you love us that much. But we're going to be nice and split it into two episodes. (laughs) Tell us you love us. (laughs) Yes, please do. Um, So that's going to do it for this episode. Stay tuned for next episode where we will finish out our rankings. Um, But thank you so much for listening. We will see you next year in the fog. Until (laughs) next time, for more content, be sure to check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash rush of fear and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at rush of fear pod. Um, Maddie, you want to take over the next part? Yeah, absolutely. For more General Universal Orlando Resort news, check out our friends and UUOP Network hosts over at the unofficial Universal Orlando podcast, wherever podcasts can be found. And Michelle already mentioned it, but our sponsor here at Russia Fear is Port Key Vacations, your one and only travel destination. So visit the website, portkeyvacations.com, and click on the port key to submit your no-obligation quote request 
beginning planning your next magical or spooky vacation. (laughs) Yes, and please be sure to check out my band, Pangolin, wherever you listen to music online and follow us on social media at PangolinFL. We have a show in Orlando coming up November 24th at Will's Pub with a lot of very cool bands. It's going to be like, uh, there's a couple hardcore bands on the show, so we're going to play uh some of our heavier songs including revenge of the mummy from the family ghouls so if you didn't get to go to the family ghouls and you want to see that song november 24th at will's pub we'll see you there um and also if you could please leave a spooky rating and review on whatever podcast platform you're using it would really help us out and we'd love to hear from you our listeners yeah thanks for listening everyone the podcast has come to an end now get out should we do some uh, like a cliffhanger, a cliffhanger to to <laughs> keep people into the next episode? Yeah. So my number one house this year was actually. Bum bum bum. All right. <laughs> Batman, Batman cartoon. That needs to be the outtake. Uh, Will Maddie tell us what her number one house was? Tune in next week on Rush of Fear.